Talk Show. Recorded live. Doctor Who Podshop. Okay, well, let's do it. No, I... <laughs> Uh, whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest-running science fiction television program with Louis Trapani. Hello. Ken Deep. Hello. James Norton. Hello. News. Fabulous. Reviews. Oh, no. And fan mail for James. Uh, 40,000. Doctor Who Podshock from the Gallifrey Embassy and Outpost Gallifrey. You know, that guy James was really cool. Oh, yeah. What blew that? <laughs> I'm the Doctor, and who are you? Who are you? The sky's burnt orange with a citadel enclosed in a mighty glass dome shining under the twin suns beyond that the mountains go on forever slopes of deep red grass capped with snow I'm still within the first 15 hours of my regeneration cycle which means I've got just enough residual cellular energy to do this witchcraft Time Lord. You wanna know the best bit? This new hand. It's a fighting hand. Report status. The doctor has escaped. Then find him. Find him. Find the doctor. The prisoners must be recaptured. Doctor, you've got to come with me. Do I know you? You haven't aged at all. Time has been less kind to me. Novice Hayes! I'm sorry, Doctor, but the situation is even worse than you can imagine. Transform! Don't you dare! Don't you dare! What did the fall time mean? Before time and light and space and matter, before the cataclysm, before this universe was created. That's impossible. What is it? What's a police box? Well, it's a special kind of phone box for policemen. They used to have them all over, but this isn't a real one. The phone is just a dummy and the windows are the wrong size. You're missing the big question. Okay, what's the big question? Will you have a drink with me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Drink? You? Me? Why? Because life is short and you are hot. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. They are fast, faster than you could believe. Don't turn your back. Don't look away and don't blink. The drumming. The never-ending drumbeat. Ever since I was a child, I looked into the vortex. That's when it chose me. The drumming, the call to war. Can't you hear it? Prayer. Right across the world, one word, just one thought, at one moment, but with 15 satellites. The Archangel Network. A telepathic field, binding the whole human race together with all of them, every single person on Earth thinking the same thing at the same time, and that word is Doctor. What about aging? Because I can't die, but I keep getting older. The face of Bo, they called me. Hm. I'll see you. Can't be. <laughs> no. Definitely not, no. Doctor Who Parchak Outpost Gallifrey presents 
sort of in a reverse way. Uh, welcome to episode 110 of Doctor Who Podshock, and in this episode we're reviewing the David Tennant era, the 10th Doctor. But before we do that, I do want to introduce who we have on board with us. Uh, my co-host and partner in crime, Mr. Ken Deep. Hello, Ken. Hello, Lewis and everybody. And h- how are you? Well, fella. Well, he's well, not swell. Doing swell. Doing swell and well. Also on board, which is always great to be doing well and well simultaneously. Also on board is none other than. Oh. <laughs> I almost said the face of Bo after that intro, but it's it's even better. It's Dave AC. I just look like the face of Bo. I'm I'm getting there. The wrinkles are coming. No, well, I just, I, I just associate your wisdom and knowledge with um, the face of Bo. So how are you, Dave? Fine. No longer poster boy, but still, we're enjoying it. Missing in action is our other host out there, James, Mr. James Norton. If you're listening, we miss you. Across <laughs> the great pond. Well, before we begin today's show, we just want to remind everyone that in a few days we'll be in LA, that's in California for, who doesn't know that? Well, or Los Angeles, for those that aren't familiar with the acronym. It's um, Gallifrey 19 or 2008. It's the 19th um, annual Gallifrey convention. We did a little pre-show last week as far as what to expect at the show. And uh, we'll be there uh, one week, exactly one week from today, we'll be doing a, a live show. And much like an hour from now, you know, considering the time difference, we'll be recording a, uh, a live show in front of a live audience at Gallifrey. So um, if you are attending the con, which I hope you are, Please come by and join us at our uh, podcast. We'll be there the whole weekend. We'll various um, myself, Ken, Mike, and um, you'll be on various panels throughout the, the three days there. Uh, but even if you don't see one of us at one of the panels, please, um, we'll you know, I'm sure you'll bump into us at the event itself and just um, say hello. We'll be more than happy to um, you know say hi and um, get acquainted. So. We're looking forward to seeing everyone there. And those that cannot make it, we hope to bring all the sights and sounds and flavors and smells of Gallifrey 19 to you uh, via our podcast. We're we're set to do a lot of recording there and do some live, well, somewhat live, some on-the-spot stuff that we're going to get on our websites and uh, get it out to you as quickly as possible so that um, you get a flavor of what uh, Gallifrey is about. Does this mean, by the way, what's happening in the America, Louis, that you'll be taking your team of writers with you now the strike looks as though it's over? <laughs> well, what's um, interesting is that Gallifrey had planned on doing on Monday, which is after the official convention is pretty much over, on Monday morning, uh, the writers that are visiting from the UK in a uh, show of unity were going to join the, um, the the U.S. writers, you know, that are picketing and, and, and on, on strike, and they were going to uh, join them that morning. So now I don't know if that's still going to be the case, if uh, the writer's strike is uh, resolved by that part. Great. Ken, are you excited? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds it, doesn't it? <laughs> no, trust me, Ken is excited. He's, he's holding back his enthusiasm. I'm enthusiastic, of course. Um, we're heading to a... 
heading to L.A., and we'll be seeing a whole lot of people that we've never met before, and that's really exciting, you know, uh, both guest-wise and convention-goal-wise. Many of the podcast listeners, I'm sure, will be there, and lots of people who we've corresponded with either on the podcast or by email will actually have a chance to meet some people face-to-face, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And I know that uh, you, know, you and I have been building up to this for what, six months now, going to L.A. And uh, mm-hmm. and then there's, there's uh, I mean, we were talking about this on most recently released uh, podcast, number yeah. 102, about how 2008 is shaping up to be the year of the convention here in the United States. We haven't had um, these, the, the amount of conventions that we're having in years. We haven't had the, the, influx of conventions, both conventions that have been around for a long time, like Gallifrey, like Chicago TARDIS, like United Fan Con, like Icon uh, or Dragon Con. But we've we've seen some new conventions like uh, or recently created conventions like TimeGate down in Atlanta in May. And then the announcement, of course, of JumpCon, which is like a tour of conventions. And they are having Doctor Who guests on many of the stops on JumpCon, and that's just that's just amazing. And as a matter of fact, for those who are interested, uh, they are making some announcements this week about some additional guests, including Doctor Who guests. Um, it was supposed to happen tonight. It may still happen tonight. So I guess you'll just have to use the link at GallifreyAndEmbassy.org to JumpCon and follow up and see if they... Uh, if they've announced their guests. I know they added, believe Deborah Watling was added to the Washington, D.C. convention. Uh, I know she's already on for Boston with Fraser Hines and Mary Tam. And then I think Fraser Hines is also in one of the other conventions. Um, from memory, I, I'd just be guessing that it might be Pittsburgh, but don't hold me to that. Head to the website to find out. And they added Jacqueline Pierce from Blake 7 and the Two Doctors to their Kalamazoo, Michigan event, which is really awesome because she hasn't been in the States in uh, a really long time, if ever. I, I'm, I'm straining my memory to think of if she was at any of the, the cons here in the States. Um, oh, I, I can't think of one, but I'm sure somebody will post it if, if she has done a con in the United States. So that's, It's just a great year for conventions, and to me, this Gallifrey – uh, convention in LA coming up this week is like the the start of it. It's like the it's like the opening night of the 2008 Podshock World Tour, and uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, uh, Lewis and and and, and the listeners, I, I just saw today that Icon announced that Rutger Hauer is not appearing now at Icon, which kind of stinks. But a uh, replicant of him can't... will be there in his place. <laughs> yeah, <a> rep- <laughs> that's it. Well, did they announce uh, someone else um, as a main guest there? Instead they have not. No, they they still have their their guest lineup of Billy West and um, um, the the fellow from uh, Voyager. Uh, now you're gonna make me go to the website. Well, while you do that, I do want to make a a big correction on our last pod podcast that we when we did announce all the upcoming. Conventions for this year, 2008, uh, 2008. 
we were erroneous in including Hurricane Who. Hurricane Who is um, a new convention that's um, taking place in um, Orlando, Florida. It's actually taking place next year in 2009, 2009, October 30th through November 1st, 2009, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Hurricane Who would take place. They have a website. It's www.hurricanewho.com. And uh, the guests are to be announced. It's going to be at the Windham uh, Orlando Resort on International Drive um, in Orlando. That's actually where I stayed on my honeymoon. Oh, okay. So um, it will be familiar territory for you. It, it's, a, it's actually a very beautiful hotel. You can uh, go to the website and sign up on the site to be notified of uh, convention updates. So, um, uh, is there a link on CaliforniaEmbassy.org, Lewis? Um, not yet, but I just I, I just got the <laughs> what you're doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> it, it will be there by the um, by the you know after we conclude this podcast. Icon 27, April uh, four, five, and six, 2008, at SUNY Stony Brook, New York. Uh, guests are Tim Russ from Voyager, Billy West from Futurama, Harlan Ellison. Amongst uh, amongst others, but but Rutger Hauer unfortunately had to cancel, which is a bit of a disappointment because I've never met him, and I, that was the guy I was most looking forward to uh, at Igon. That is, mm-hmm. so that's a, the uh, we're just just bursting with conventions in 2008. Well, what's we, scary is that I- very busy. Icon is just uh, months away. Was it, is is it um March or April Two months this away? year? Yeah, early April. So right. we are, yeah. It's, so we're what, like six weeks away eight. or something like that. I know. It's right around the corner. But but we're only, what, five, four days away from Gallifrey? So. Yeah, we have a countdown on our website counting down the days. We certainly do. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting weekend. But first, we have uh, today's live podcast. It's all about the David Tennant years. And join us again in two weeks when we go over the 11th Doctor's era. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I was we're, we're gonna actually, uh, contemplating we're gonna that get, before the show. We're gonna, we are going to jump in our own TARDIS. Move that's what ahead I said. Time, <laughs> and we we are going to we're going to uh, review the era of a Doctor that hasn't been cast yet. <laughs> it's exactly what I said before the show. It's it's pretty scary how we think alike. Yes. All righty. Well, you know, it's kind of difficult, you know, kind of reviewing. I think out of all the um, errors that we have reviewed so far, it's sort of difficult uh, to review the Tenth Doctor since we're still in that era. Where in the with the other errors, we have the advantage of twenty twenty hindsight, sort of that we can kind of look back and you know their error had concluded and we can see it as a whole and sort of maybe do some comparisons to other um, doctors and and what forth where. I mean, we still can do that to a certain degree with David Tennant, kind of Doctor, you know, but there's a whole new year, a whole new year of episodes in Series 4, is it? Or, or series, what, what series? Are the 2008 series that we're leading into starts in about six weeks. The, uh, the yeah. date right now is um, unofficially, I think it's April 5th, but you figure the month of April, we're weeks away from the series, you know, the new series launching. And there's was a, just on, just a couple of weeks ago, the beginning of February, there was a new trailer that was released in the cinemas where if you, um, you could go to YouTube and catch um, some people, you know, must have sneaked into the video camera and, and recorded the, <laughs> the trailer. You can catch a little bit. It's not the greatest quality, but 
get a little taste of the trailer. So, um, we're, and there will, by the way, there, just an advance there will be some spoilers on this podcast because I'm sure we will be talking about the trailer and some of the things coming up for series four. Yeah. And, uh, and like in that trailer, uh, the gooey Martha scene. The, 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 the graphic user interface Martha? Oh, 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 oh that gooey. Um, meaning just, okay, yes. <laughs> You can't say gooey to a geek to a geek and and expect them to uh, understand what you're talking about unless you're talking about a graphic user interface. Yes, I guess okay. um, she got um. What was that um that that creature from the next generation that was in the tar pit and whatever? Yes, uh, the, the one that killed uh, Denise Crosby's character, right? Um, and Skin of Evil. Yeah, was, Skin uh, of Evil. The episode. So, um, David Tennant era, one of the things uh, that we can um, analyze about his era, even though it's not complete yet, that there's still more episodes in, in front of us, uh, one of the things that can be said is that probably by this summer, by the conclusion of Series 4, he will be one of the longest-running doctors since, Peter Davis and you know Tom Baker you know had left the show. I mean we had very short eras with Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, um, Paul McGann, Christopher Eccleston. Tennant will have completed his third season plus some specials, and apparently he's you know continuing on to do some other things. From from a strictly minute by minute basis, he will be uh, the Doctor on screen for the longest. Probably since Peter Davison, maybe even maybe even eclipsed that. I haven't I haven't crunched the numbers yet, but that that in itself uh, is a is a something that we really should be grateful for, because it, it became a trend over the last twenty years for the Doctor's era to be way too short, and now we have an actor who has the enthusiasm of of a Colin Baker, and and I'm saying that very specifically in a quote that Colin once had where he said when, when he was cast as the Doctor that he planned on beating Tom Baker's run. Uh, he, yes. David Tennant seems to have that kind of an enthusiasm where he's got the role and he knows what he has in the role and, and appreciates it and, and, and seems to want to continue to be the Doctor. And we should be grateful for that, A, and B, the fact that he's, he's utterly fantastic uh, I was told that uh, he has already um, passed uh, Peter Davison as far as um, screen time, as far as running time. Screen time? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we have. We, I, mean, we I do haven't have done some, the math either. We do have some differences, obviously, with the with the lengths of episodes and things. So I I, I can believe it, and 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 that would be wonderful uh, because now that you know he's he's entrenched in being the Doctor. And in addition to his enthusiasm as David Tennant, the actor, uh, the one comment I, I would say about David Tennant, the Tenth Doctor, is also that enthusiasm and that energy, that the thing that that he brings to the role, the thing that his doctor um, is probably best defined as, is his energy. He is enthusiastic and 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 bouncy for lack of a better word yeah, as the doctor def he's definitely is a word that I would describe him as yes <laughs> um we we're we we've got a we we've been blessed as i said we we have a gift 
in, in the actor of David Tennant as the 10th Doctor. Uh, first off, he's brought enormous sex appeal to the show. There Dr. Are, Hardy. He's Dr. Hardy, and uh, people are watching the show, in particular the ladies, but I'm sure there's a few gentlemen who are also watching the show, for, strictly for David Tennant, um, who are just uh, enthralled by David Tennant himself. And then you take the Doctor Who aspect of it and, uh, and David Tennant's energy and, and enthusiasm for the show, coupled with we had some great bad guys this year and, and just the, uh, the quality of the stories and the things that have been going on. We, we've been really uh, just very lucky and, and uh, sometimes on a podcast when we're being critical and stuff, I, you know, we always make that caveat that although sometimes we're critical of a particular story or a writer or an actor or an episode, that we're always grateful that Doctor Who's on the air. And if you had to point to a single thing right this second, you'd be grateful for David Tennant. I, I agree with you, Ken. I think, it, I think you really hit everything on the head right there. Um, I, one thing I would like to see with David Tennant would be um, a deadly assassin type of episode where it's just him as the Doctor and where maybe he's a little less bouncy just for like one episode where can kind of have some quiet time and, and really um, express himself as the Doctor without playing off of someone else that, not that he needs to um, subdue himself or whatever, but just just as a little breakaway from everything else, just a, uh, it, as a contrasting side of him, just to see him in a, um, a more concentrated, slower, um, just less bouncy type of um, portrayal as the Doctor, you know, just for like an episode or, or just something where we can just concentrate on him as the Doctor. Yeah, that would be awesome. And, and I think that we're, we're probably heading towards a, um, an episode where Gallifrey may be explored. Um, perhaps the Time War, you know, there's some rumors too as to what they're going to do in this season and stuff. And that would also be fantastic to see um, either in a flashback mode or, or how whatever, however they get David Tennant onto Gallifrey. I think that would be fantastic as well. It would really tie the classic series with the new series. And, and that's another thing that we've had with David Tennant with the Time Crash episode where we really had um, the sewing together of two eras. We, we dabbled in it a bit. Uh, with David Tennant having Canine and Sarah Jane in one episode, and this time around, though, he just smack dab into Peter Davison, and and uh, and it worked, and 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 the two eras came together flawlessly. And will next this upcoming series, we'll see that again with another returning foe or adversary uh, from the classic series making their debut in the you know the current series. Well, at least one. At least more. one. Mm -hmm. So, Dave, you've been very quiet. What's your take on David Tennant, the Tenth Doctor? <clears throat> well, as uh, you quite rightly said, I mean, we we we've got him. We want him. We like him. We want to keep him staying here. I'm not going to say anything to offend him. I want the lad to do it for <laughs> quite a lot longer. <laughs> and you know, he is listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. I mean, Russell T. Davis obviously does, and. Um, we're not saying we want him to go either. But what we do want is for the both of them to go to some alien worlds. 
before I start uh, making any complaints, because uh, we're, we're, we're told off for complaining, and I must do that. Firstly, I mean, as Ken, I think, said on one of the earlier podcasts, uh, um, and I think I agree with him that uh, David Tennant, we wondered how he would fare after uh, the Ninth Doctor, in a way. I mean, Christopher Eccleston had made such an impact, and he'd uh, you know, got Doctor Who by the scruff of the neck, brought it uh, onto the screens, and um, given us a wounded, um, uh, pain Doctor who was um, really trying to reassess uh, a, not just a world, but a, a universe in which... He, he was now cast uh, alone and um, without any anchor. And, of course, we assume that he drifted back to Earth because he has this fondness for humans. And we had an all-too-brief uh, one series with him. Uh, and then it was uh, new teeth, new doctor. I mean, uh, we were straight on a roll. And it was seemed no time at all before he was... Um, taking us uh, on an adventure of a lifetime, as the podcast is t entitled. Um, so yes, I think it's been marvellous. It's very, very difficult to make uh, any sum of uh, of his body of work yet. Um, he may only be halfway through what he's going to do. But even if he was to finish at the end of Series 4, or perhaps in the um, when Series 4 finished, we're told that there are going to be three uh, singles standalone stories uh, before 2010. We don't know yet whether those stories are going to be um, equivalent to like two-parters, an hour and a half each or whatever. Um, he may go in one of them. He may stay through them. We hope that, well, I hope certainly that before David Tennant goes, some of the um, the mythos of Doctor Who is um, touched upon or returned on. I mean, at the beginning, in that little series of clips that we had played the way he describes Gallifrey and, and, and um, this is the actor of course he really makes you believe that he's pining for his home his world and uh, you just sit and listen to that and you, you just you just want to be transported there yourself and um, I hope that whenever he does go or before he does go that, that, that either Gallifrey or even in East Space or somewhere, we find Romana or we find uh, one of the other um, ones. Because, of course, one of the most touching things about this Doctor, um, although he, he perhaps has overdone this, you know, you humans and uh, the great speech about how marvellous we all are, he's overdone it a little bit. Uh, there was that great scene where, although some people didn't like it, with the where the Master refused to regenerate and... Um, he wanted to forgive the master because he saw them as the last two members of their race and too precious to to uh, to be finished and terminated. So it would be nice if we 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 got something back. Uh, I was in a store only a couple of days ago and uh, no, I didn't have. I just bought something else. So uh, excuse me, I didn't buy it. But the meddling uh, monk you stole uh, it. Was eh? You stole it? No, did I, heck. <laughs> but I didn't. I, I would have picked it up, but I thought, no, I just bought something else. But that's definitely on my to-buy list because it's one of my favourite stories. And, um, of course, the meddling monk is another Time Lord, and uh, I'd love to see somebody like him come back later on in the series. Um, 
but I feel as though we've got to bring Gallifrey back into existence before that happens. And if there was any doubt about uh, David Fennant, which to me there isn't, that uh, human nature, the double part of story, where he was John Smith. And I think, as you said, uh, that story could quite rightly have been any of the doctors. Each of them must have a small part in them that yearns to sort of, you know, settle down and um, uh, have a life again, although we already know that he is a, grand ch uh, a grandfather, um, but perhaps to have another settled time. And John uh, Smith was portrayed so well by David Tennant. Um, and then, of course, he, he reverts back, and you, you, you could feel the sadness, not so much... Uh, of his own because he was back being the doctor but uh, the the other members of the, the show felt um, the sacrifice that he'd made so um, I'm sure I can speak lots more but David Tennant yeah um, he must now be in the position where he could top uh, jo uh, Tom Baker off the top spot uh, and I think anybody who um, has come to the series in the last three or four years, will have already uh, have put him at the top of their list. But I think even as old-timers might well uh, put him right there at the top. I mean, I think I'd have to rank him top now and maybe the second Doctor, now my second Doctor. Well, that's a bit sad. But, yeah, no, I love David Tennant. He's doing a great job. And uh, if... Um, if the new companion or the returning companion um, has a good chemistry with him, then Series 4 can outshine what we've already had. Well, Dave, That's I know you're I looking for the return of Donna in um, Doctor Who, mm. as we all are. <laughs> but you especially, yeah. I'm saying that jokingly, I, of course. Um, yeah. I, I think she's going to do well. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, from what we've seen for the... You know, previews and trailers. Uh, I, I think it's more of the Donner that we saw at the end of the the, the Christmas special. Um, special call. I don't recall. Runaway Bride. Oh. Runaway Bride. Bride. Thank you. Well <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be more of that Donner, more so than the. the uh, but you know, we'll wait and see. This is going to be an interesting series as far as companions go because. Um, we're going to see multiple companions. I don't want to, I don't know if we should give anything away. It's not a spoiler alert, but there'll be a um, companions. Uh, there'll be a new, well, I, I think all the companions right now are from the doctor's immediate past. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be overlapping or, or whatnot. It's if we're going to have a little reminiscence of the, uh, the Peter Davison era with multiple companions on board the TARDIS, which which might be nice uh, for, you know, at least for a few episodes to do that. It's going to be interesting to see. I, but speaking of companions, I, I did think that um, Billy Piper's um, Rose character played better probably with the Ninth Doctor. The chemistry, I think, was more there and just the way they were working with each other, the Ninth Doctor being more of a wounded soul and, and, and um, Rose being the, the pathway back to... Um, of, of, of that healing process, I think kind of complemented each other very well. Um, I mean, they did work together, the 10th Doctor and Rose, you know, got along and, and worked together as a doctor and companion, you know, typical relationship. But I just 
Thor, it just didn't have that same chemistry as with the Ninth Doctor. Uh, but I think um, Martha Jones did a splendid job. Um, you know that um, you know um, Agatha uh, Free. Um, Free um, Hadjiman. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all messed up <laughs> with the names today. Free <laughs> did a great job with Martha Jones. That character really, I think, was fleshed out well and uh, worked well with the Doctor. And um, we're going to see how things play out with Donna and what's in store with multiple companions, perhaps, in this next um, series. And hopefully more off-world. Well, yes. I mean, we're, we're, we sound like a broken record since 2005 with that, you know. Hopefully, um, yeah, more off-world adventures, please. That goes without say. Uh, we want to hear from you. Please um, call in. You know our number. Let me remind everyone of that number. It's it's 724-444-7444. And the, caller, the call ID number is 23358. Once again, that's 724-444-7444. And our, talk, um, our podcast number, our talk show number is uh, 23358. You don't have to be a member of, of talk show. Uh, it's great that if you are, you can participate in our online chat and um, get in the queue and we want to hear from you. And you, you don't even have to download any special software now. They have a web, a web version of uh, TalkShoe uh, interface that you can interact with the, you know, quickly on the website. And that's TalkShoe.com. Yeah, we've uh, got Jay in the queue anyway, at least. Yeah, so let's hear from Jay. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Good. How are you? Great. Doing well, doing well. Just preparing for uh, this coming Friday. So you're going to be there. You're heading out to um, to Gallifrey 19. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, like you guys, it's only going to be a 45-minute drive for myself. But um, oh, I I'm wish I could say the same. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could say the same. But um, I'm, I'm very excited, very happy to talk about, um, well, who I would like to call the James Naughton of Doctors, uh, oh. Dr. Hottie himself, David Tennant. Um, you know, Tennant was certainly given an, an enviable task of having to follow Eccleston's one series. Um, most of the people I know who are fans of the show were certainly not tired of the Ninth Doctor. And, um, you know, during Tennant's first full episode, he had to spend two-thirds of that time in a regenerative coma. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at past regeneration stories like, you know, Spearhead from Space or Robot, you know, those episodes allow the actor to get some of that manic, goofy energy out of the system and settle into the role. But, you know, Tennant was given, like, what, five minutes at the end of the episode? Um, but actually, you know, I do remember the exact moment where, you know, I not only accepted David Tennant as the Doctor, but I even had, it like, a jolt of excitement over the Doctor character that I probably hadn't felt since, like, I first discovered Doctor Who at the age of eight. And that's in School Reunion. Um, mm -hmm. You know, here's Tennant not only having to work with a legend like Liz Sladen, but, you know, he has to face a beloved sci-fi hero like Anthony Head as his villain. And um, I, I just remember that, that moment where he first meets and has to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, you know, a lengthy um, scene with Anthony Head. And, you know, in a lesser hand, that could have been a very embarrassing scene for a potential doctor. 
um, an actor of, of you know of Anthony Head's caliber would normally eat up and uh, you know actors of Tennant's age for breakfast. No, no pun intended. Oh, that was a, a, I know the scene you're talking about the the scene where they're kind of talking the to high across the scene. pole. Yeah, it, you know Tennant's having to to deliver a line like I you know I'm so old now I used to have so much mercy you know you get one warning mm-hmm. and he delivers it with. A kind of intensity that I didn't think he had. Um, you know, it's it was an electrifying performance, and you know he's you know he's up there. He's certainly one of my favorite doctors. Um, I, I know that um, all of my nieces are deeply, deeply in love with the man. Um, understandably so. Um, but you know, reflecting something that that um, you Lewis had said earlier, I would love to see him in uh, in a companionless episode, mm-hmm. yeah. where you know he as the doctor is is having to work alone and you know take a slowed methodical approach. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I think um, that would give and it's something you know certainly new in the role, and um, you know he would excel easily. Um, you know, get a, a, a great writer like you know Cornell to write the script, and um, we would have Doctor Who magic in no time. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure you have other callers coming in. Um, you know, one thing I, I do want to tell people um, who are you know big Doctor Who fans um, and you know big David Tennant fans, but you know haven't listened to any of the audios. You know, David Tennant. Um, relationship with Doctor Who extends well beyond just the television series. Um, offhand, I can think of about seven audio plays that you know revolve around the Doctor Who universe that Tennant's been in, you know, made appearances in. And um, you know, offhand, I would say my personal favorite is from the Doctor Who. I think it's called the Unbound series, um, "Sympathy for the Devil," where um, David Warner plays the Doctor. Uh, we have Nicholas Courtney um, as, of course, as the Brigadier, uh, retired Lethbridge Stewart, and um, I believe even Mark Gatiss uh, makes an appearance. That's and a fantastic Unbound. I really enjoy that. It's it's amazing. With the with the, uh, the plane crash just outside of China and all that. That was an ex- that was an excellent, probably my favorite Unbound. And it's and it's one of my favorite um, Doctor Who audios, uh, you know, of, of all and, time. You know, and, and David Tennant actually. Uh, is is clearly David Tennant. I mean, obviously, it sounds sounds like the man, but he plays a sort of uh, um, anti-hero type of uh, character in 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 the uh, Colonel. I believe he plays a Colonel in that. Yeah, absolutely, Colonel Wood. And um, yeah, his <laughs> you you can tell he's eating up the role when when he has to um, um, address you know uh, Nicholas Courtney. In fact, you know, speak down to him whenever possible. It's it's a fantastic performance, um, and it's certainly a departure for anybody who's, you know, just acquainted with the tenant as the kind-hearted doctor. Um, and Tennant I, also does a fantastic job when he he he's been doing some of the readings on these the books on tape, some of the new line of Doctor Who novels, um, the audio versions of the novels. Uh, I know they've now they've they've delegated it to a number of different actors, but. I you know particularly like like the Stone Rose and, and the Feast of the Drowned and things. He's brought the characters to life. Not only does it sound like the Doctor when he speaks, 
but he does a pretty fair uh, impression of of uh, Rose and some of the other characters. Absolutely. And if and if I may jump in, um, I think it's in Pod Shock Fifty Five. Uh, I would recommend uh, any listeners to jump back, download um, that particular episode if you haven't heard it. I think you can and maybe James do a review of both the novel and the audiobook. Mm-hmm. It's a great listen. And, um, that's yeah, it's the Stone Rose. Um, Tennant does a, a fantastic job covering not only the Doctor but all the other characters. Um, I'm usually not a big fan of, you know, people just reading a book, but um, Tennant's, Tennant's great. Um and I recommend anybody also picking that one up. But um, uh, that's I, I know you guys probably have other people online. Um, that's pretty much everything I wanted to, to throw out at you. And um, I'll be seeing you guys on Friday. Jerry, before you go, uh, how, yeah. what do you think about David Tennant staying for longer? And, uh, I mean, do you feel as though um, we're ready to move on? Are you you're quite happy for him to stay? I, I Honestly, I'm I'm happy for... David Tennant to, to, to stay in the role as long as he wants it. He has certainly earned it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this coming season. Um, from what I've seen of the trailer, um, I, I, it, it does look like they're finally, you know, taking Catherine Tate's character. They're not double backing, um, making her the exact same person that she was at the very beginning of The Runaway Bride. It looks like her characters developed some, which was my biggest worry. Um, I think in an earlier pod shock, I called it the another 48-hour syndrome, where um, they take two popular characters in a relationship, and in the sequel, instead of you know developing the characters and watching them evolve, um, they create some horrible plot device where they're at each other's throat, like at the very beginning of the. Of the first movie and it looks like they're not making that same mistake here and um and i i, I do hope he he stays longer than in the um the specials but um you know if 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 this is it you know if that's going to be the end of uh our time with doctor who um you know i i hope he'll come back and do audio plays at some point i i, I feel like he's the kind of person that is such a fan of the show that, you know, even when he's done with the series, this isn't going to be the last time we hear from him. Yeah, and of course we're saying this before the Series 4 has actually started. I mean, Christopher Eccleston only did one series. We know that David Tennant has got one whole new series in the can yet to air. So, I mean, um, you know, there's lots to come, and uh, we may be even more desperate for him to stay uh, halfway through the series when we see the quality of it. Absolutely. But um, I'm, I'm going to run. Um, I, I want to thank everybody uh, for letting me uh, have my say. And uh, once again, I'll see everybody on Friday. All right. Looking forward to seeing you, Jay. Thanks. Cheers. 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 Take care. All right. Well, next up in the queue, we have, I believe it's um, Sideburn Zombie or... Hello? Welcome to Doctor Who Podshock. Are you there, Jason? I hear the sound of drums. Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, I just want to say this is uh, pretty cool. It's my first time calling in. Uh, I've got the uh, an iPod for Christmas a couple of uh, months ago, and uh, been listening to you guys every day at work, which is great. It helps the time go by. 
Well, we're glad to have you on board. Welcome to Baku Pachak and um, so let us know what you think about the tent, Doctor. Well, what, what, you know, what can you say that hasn't been said already? Uh, you know, David Tennant is great. I, I mean, I love him. I also love the fact, too, that Doctor Who now has, like, been getting my family into it. Uh, my brother-in-law and I have been Doctor Who fans for a couple of years now. Uh, but uh, going back to the classic series and the new series, but now, like, with the new Doctor, I, because of his looks, my wife is finally watching Doctor Who with me. So that's something that's... <laughs> That's something that's good to have the whole family watching something around the TV. Uh, I loved uh, season two. Probably my favorite episode in season two was uh, "Girl in the Fireplace." And uh, third season, my favorite episode was you know probably of course like everybody else was Blink. Uh, but uh, uh, the Human Nature and Family of Blood was also uh, close second. Do you feel as though the uh, uh, the last series he did was his best work? Because I mean, I know you know some some of the stuff from the earlier series was also good, like School Reunion that Jay mentioned and so on. Oh yeah, I mean the thing is with uh, with David Tennant is like when he first came out of the, you know the regeneration and everything like that, you're like, oh my god, this guy's you know wirely wire wirely and uh, you know he needed Ritalin is basically what you know it seemed like. And I love that. I really did. I, I like that kind of thing. I also like, too, how, like, a lot of times he talks really fast, like uh, Tom Baker does. He does that kind of, like, he's talking to himself in his mind, even though he's talking out loud. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I think you're having the same problem that, that, that Ken and Lewis and myself had. Uh, uh, so you're not alone there. It's very difficult to some because we, we don't know even if his best work is still to come. I mean, right. before before... You said that you've watched it for a couple of years. Have you seen much of the the earlier Doctors, and how do you rate them in comparison to those? Oh, well, usually what I do with the classic series to the new series is I don't put them in the same boat, uh, just for the no. simple fact that the classic series just holds something different to me than the new series does. Um, I kind of like the the wobbly sets and the the overacting as it is like in a lot of the uh, in the old, uh, classic series um, that you know my brother-in-law and I always usually talk about. I actually ended up getting my brother-in-law into the new series. Or he got me into the classic series. Oh, you get your own um, back then. <laughs> <laughs> It's just one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, Tom Baker is basically like, you know, as everybody says, first doctor. Tom Baker is my first doctor only because uh, the Key to Time series was the first Doctor Who thing I ever watched. So, I mean, like, you but, didn't know about all the history with the Master and things like that. Well, you must have done by then. Um, when I first started, of course, watching Doctor Who with the Key of, Key of Time and everything like that, I mean, this was a couple of years ago, so I didn't know anything about the Master or anything about Santarians or, you know, even Daleks for that matter, I mean, because they weren't in the key, of, the key of Time. I had no idea about anything like that. And by watching those, uh, my brother-in-law went out and we bought every single Doctor Who DVD that's out that you can buy, uh, just and we would trade them back and forth between each other. And, you know, right now, we've I've watched every episode that's out on DVD. I've also seen a couple, like, you know, from, you know, other sources, I guess you would say. <laughs>
Excellent. Have, have you any thoughts on what you'd like to see in the coming series? I mean, you know what uh, the people who've spoken their thoughts were, but I mean, have you any uh, ideas? Or Catherine, what you think about Catherine Tate, or where you think the series might head to, or? Well, my uh, father-in-law and I, we watched the uh, Runaway Bride together, and we absolutely loved Catherine Tate. We thought that she was funny and the whole, like, banter between the doctor and her and her being so stubborn-like. We thought that was wonderful. Like, we just we loved that. And when I told my father-in-law that she was going to be coming back to the show, he, he, was, he asked me to borrow season three so we can watch it really quick, you know, so we can be ready for it when it comes back. Um, we... I have no problem in seeing uh, Catherine Tate coming back. I mean, like everybody else has said, like, you know, like um, Fairpoint just said, if we keep it the way that, okay, we need to already know they have a relationship together so we don't have to go through the whole thing over again, I think that would be that'd be good. Uh, and also the fact that Rose is coming back too, that's, you know, or and um, Martha is going to be coming back too. I think that that's going to be nice. I think, you know, as a crowded TARDIS, as you guys like to call it, uh, would be nice to have. Yeah, lots yes, of good yeah. points there. I mean, uh, we know these is, uh, with spoil there are spoilers here for everybody, but uh, I think um, that um, that's the way they're going to climax the series, from what I hear. But, uh, yeah, great thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I really do appreciate you guys having me on. I want to say uh, good luck to you guys next weekend. I wish I could be there maybe Thank next you. year. Oh, yes. Hopefully um, we'll all be back there next year. It hasn't been officially announced, but I would imagine being the 20th anniversary, there'll be a Gallifrey next year. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. So, um, so yeah, come um, and, and don't be shy. Next time we're doing a live show, welcome, you know, more than welcome to participate. So. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks so much. We're going to go to... Cheers, uh, by the way, Jason. Oh, yes. We're heading off to, um, to Emily now, if she's there. She's still on the line. Hello? Emily, are you there? Hello? Hello, this is Emily from Ohio. Welcome back, yes. Emily. I'm good. It's really windy here right now. <laughs> oh, not tornadoes. <laughs> are, are you making a reference to, the, to my, my um, jet plane here? Actually, no, I was just making a reference to it. It sounds like screaming children outside in my house. You know what? I, I love David Tennant. I mean, I still think I might be the only bloke in the world that thinks that Christopher Eccleston's uh, my favorite doctor just from the thought that he was my doctor, and I kind of like the anti-hero-ness. And I have to confess, when I first saw David Tennant, it wasn't the same. Um, I actually didn't get the chance to uh, see the Christmas special until later. So my first experience with him was uh, New Earth, um, which wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't particularly fantastic. Um, it was all right, but and, and it took me a while to get used to him, but then I fell in love with David Tennant. Uh, he may not be one of my I, – I think maybe he's somewhere in uh, my fourth or fifth favorite doctor because uh, – um, I do have a soft spot for uh, 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 Peter the Davidson and, of course, the second Doctor and Tom Baker. But uh, I really enjoy David Tennant. I still think his best work was in the second series, um, just for the mere fact that I wasn't really too crazy about the Dalek episodes. Uh, um, 
maybe when you compare season two to season three, it depends on what section of the series you're comparing. I'd say that the second half of the series, uh, for example, The Impossible Planet, was far superior to the Dalek episodes, uh, Gridlock, and um, who was that other one? Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, I'm sure I never had uh, I, I really like Chief Code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the end of the series was far superior to the start of series two, a little bit. But uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, the the third series, while some people think it was the, the better series, and, and I'm one of those, it was the way the series built up that gave it that effect, didn't it? I mean, once you hit the middle section after Lazarus Code and Forty Two, and then uh, we went to Family. Uh, human nature, family, and blood, and then uh, utopia, and so on. It just built and built and built. And although and the climax might have been, time yeah, <laughs> kind of fell off a little bit there. But uh, um, I, I, I also really didn't care much about Martha at all. I got a little annoyed with her after a while, always going, "The doctor doesn't notice me. The doctor will save us." I love the doctor. Plus, I guess the character of Martha didn't always make sense to me. I don't know whenever he said it, but am I talking too much? No. Oh, at the end of Last of the Time Lord, she's this sort of Sydney Bristow type saving the world, but I swear two episodes ago, she was like uh, a crying in the mist waiting for the doctor to save her. Um, and, uh, yeah. But I'm really excited about Christina Tate. Um, I've seen some of her other work on YouTube <laughs> explaining why not a lot of English people, why they may be slightly annoyed with her uh, comic uh, feelings. Uh, I saw one clip where she was like bling bling and ding ding, and I guess that was kind of annoying, but uh, I don't think it's Christina Tate's fault. Uh, I, I thought that if she's anything like the way her character was at the end, specifically of Runaway Bride, I'd be all right with that. If uh, you didn't know the trailer, she doesn't look that bad. I mean, huh? <laughs> No, you're just fading away a little bit. Your sound's just going down a little bit too quiet. Sorry. I was moving away from my phone. <laughs> so you miss Rose leaving. Is it? I mean, was it the fact that you didn't think the chemistry was as good? Or were you were you missing Rose when you when you talk well, about Martha? I don't know if I missed Rose necessarily because I just didn't know if Martha's character made any sense to me. Uh, you know, in the same scene, for example, uh, in uh, Human Nature starts listing off all the bones of the hand, and that was the character I wanted. I didn't want sort of a uh, uh, a leaf in the wind, so to speak. Uh, now, the thing about Rose coming back is, while I keep an open mind about that, I really hope she doesn't physically come back and stay back, because I thought Doomsday was an excellent farewell, and I kind of hope they stick to that, or else I'd kind of feel a little bit jipped. It would never have the same effect. I still cry at Doomsday. <laughs> so sorry. And what are you looking for in the next series, uh, Emily? Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, well, the first episode of Villain sounds really interesting. And I'm looking forward to some more Stephen Moffat episodes, especially that two-parter I heard about, which I hope happens. Yeah. I'm just excited for more Doctor Who. Nothing is back. Thank you so much, um, Emily. Got Russell in the queue, I think, now. Yep, Russell's going to be next. Um, thanks again, Emily. Cheers. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Emily. Is that you, Russell? Hey, Lewis and Dave. How's it going? Uh, Great. Good. Penn should be here, too. We didn't try you last week. 
<laughs> no. Are you there again? Oh, let's have a look. New York came off while he's dropped the oh, line. He's definitely doing that today, uh, Lewis. We lost about 10 in the middle. And some on the ends as well. Right. <laughs> but he didn't go because of you, Russell. He, uh, <laughs> no, he didn't want to come here. I probably have just as much to know as New Yorkers do, so... So, Russell, 10th Doctor, mm -hmm. David Tennant, uh, we're in the middle of his error, so um, how are we so far with this? How, where, where's this whole David Tennant train going? I think it's going rather well. I mean, I've only heard uh, snippets, uh, what's going to happen coming up, and I guess, what, in a month now? Two months? As early? As it's coming back? But I, I think it's going to be a very interesting four series. I mean, he's definitely going to be having the old crowded TARDIS again, by the sounds of it, as companions galore are going to be hitting them well, this series. Yeah, we're, we're still unsure. We're, we can only assume that they'll be on simultaneously or overlapping or whatever, so it should be interesting to see. It's not going to be a Doctor Light episode, is it, Lewis? It's going to be a companion-heavy episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, because... what Russell says. Well, I, I think it, it's it's going to be good. I think Tennant has done well, you know, two years now in the part. And, you know, I think he's well-established himself as, as the role. And I think, you know, I think his performance every series has gotten better and more interesting. I've just gone along, for sure. I mean, he, he definitely has had a, there's a different relationship between Rose... And Martha, for sure. I think that, and, and with Donna, I mean, it's going to be even stranger, I think. Uh, this Rose leaving has cast quite a long shadow, hasn't it, really? It, it took quite a long time for the fans and the, and, the, and the story to move on, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I'm just curious to see how, what method they, they're going to use to bring her back, what credible way of explaining it that doesn't make the fans go in an uproar. You know. Yes. I mean, it, it doesn't doesn't surprise me. The actress would want to do it again. I think she, after she left it, she was like, "Oh darn, I left a good thing," and regretted it in a way. Well, she's had good parts. I mean, she, it's not as though she sort of uh, felt left out in the cold. And uh, will you have me back, please? Because she's established herself in quite a few historical dramas, Mansfield Park, and this Ruby in the Smoke uh, drama that she did. And if anybody. Uh, gets that the, it's a series of mysteries. I forget the name that she of the character she plays, uh, but she's done another one recently. And um, so it, it, it's not from desperation she comes back. The trouble is, although she may not come back now until midway through the fourth series, we've already been talking about it for a few months. So it doesn't seem to some fans that she's been long uh, away long enough. I mean, it, it's in some ways takes away the impact of her being stranded in this alternate or uh, this other universe to have talked about bringing her back so early but perhaps by the time she comes back if indeed she does you know that it, it will seem right yeah i think it really is how well they do it and and because they, they closed her off pretty good i thought that was one of the better companion endings i've ever seen and in, in, if you talk the whole run of the show Exactly. So, I'm saying we don't want them to do what they did with Perry, where, you know, is she dead, is she not dead, and, uh, you know, you don't, you don't know where you are. 
So well, uh, yeah. Um, with Perry, it was like, which reality do you follow? Do you follow her that she she got her head shaved and killed, or she went off with the other guy? You know, it's like, pick your ending for that companion, really. Do you expect big things uh, for Series Four, Lewis? I have to be honest that the it, the coming attractions and the trailers for it hasn't really captured me as previous years, though I'm still keeping an open mind and looking forward to it and. Um, know try not to have any preconceptions of what it's going to be and just you know this way sort of keeping a blank slate in this way if i did have high expectations they you know and they fail to meet those high expectations i'll be disappointed so i'm trying not to have really any expectations you know just trying to keep as neutral as possible and this way um you know i can be either delighted or disappointed but be based on you know the story and the episodes themselves and not what i'm sort of expecting them to be Right. I mean, from what I... Go ahead, Dave. Go on. I was going to say, there's lots of people on the forums that are saying that they're, they're going to try and stay f- spoiler-free this time because uh, some of the, the delights uh, would have been even better if they hadn't have sort of, you know, trailblazed them and they were known they were coming. So um, it's, it's, you've got to decide, for each person to decide for themselves whether they're going to stay spoiler-free, if that's possible. And, and, and the biggest complaint I had... It was one of the ones where Emily was talking about it, the uh, the uh, Daleks in Manhattan one, because with that Manlek thing, it was the picture was all over the the Radio Times, which in the UK, you know, it's like about five million copies or something. So you just couldn't avoid it. It was on the front cover. You didn't even need to read it to know this was the new Doctor Who baddie, and it it completely distracted from what the director tried to do when he came to do the big reveal because. The big reveal was no reveal at all. Yeah. Go on, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel the same. It, I hope they don't make that same mistake again this season. I mean, somebody in the marketing department slipped up somewhere. <clears throat> I mean, and that that's, I think, um, I think the, the key is, and I, I feel too that it, it's going, they, they, they seem like they're going in the same pattern again they, uh, with the when it comes to the storylines, because we have one in Rome, uh, we have Agatha Christie, for one, and we seem to have this and uh, a returning enemy, like a classic coming back. So I wonder if for you know four series in a row they're going to keep it the same. This episode is for this story. This episode number is for this story. Yeah, that'll annoy Ken if it happens. Although the, if you're talking about, if I think you're talking about the alien race that uh, that that we, I don't know who they were mentioning in it. Uh, Lewis, so I won't say it, but I mean that's one I'd like to see back anyway. Yeah, I mean they played a prominent role in the you know since they were introduced in the John Pertry era, so it's it's been a while since you know we haven't seen them, and you know so it it just makes sense that that you know they do show up and um you know and and strictly speaking we still haven't seen the return of the Cybermen. We've seen the alternate Cybermen, but we haven't, you know, except for a head in, in a museum, we have not yet to see our Cybermen return in the series. I wonder if they will bring that version back, though, or they're happy with the, the reimagining. Yeah, I, I suspect that's the case. I suspect, oh, well, we have this, you know, reimagined Cybermen, and, and now we, like, brush the original Cybermen under the carpet and to be forgotten, and that's very sad. Yeah, and then I guess they really couldn't. You can't really, really reimagine Daleks too much. They pretty much are what they are. 
Yeah, you know, they've updated with the them somewhat, and the colors, but, but, but they're essentially the you know the same. They've updated them and they've given them sort of a religion or whatever, and they have. But you know, it's it's still, um, you know, essentially the same Daleks. Yeah, you can't really change the look of a Dalek. It just not really. I don't think even the the state of Terry Nation would let that happen. Well, it's a good thing they don't have a big D on their chest. <laughs> the, Dal- the, the Daleks are not even allowed to have a sense of humor, are they? Because I believe in, in one of the DVD sets coming out, um, they were going to show a little clip of children's TV where they're interviewing a Dalek and, he, and he's cracking a few jokes, and the, uh, they've not allowed that to go out on the DVD for fear it might sort of uh, undermine their, their threat levels, as it were. I also change their scariness, really. Well, that's factor. right, yeah. Yeah, that that sadly, you know, I, I could see that. I mean, that maybe one of those hidden gems that people have to dig up on their own. Any more thoughts about David then? Oh. I think I think he's I think he's a good addition. Uh, I think, you know, he's he's committed to this four series, and then the specials, the next one, and we'll see what happens after that. But I hope he stays with it. I I think he he really, you can tell as an actor. He enjoys the part, and this is a dream of his to be able to play it. But yeah, well, he also there, said that he doesn't want to be typecast either. There's a um, photo, and I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure if you Google it, you'll probably find it. But there's somewhere there's a something from I believe it was a yearbook or some publication. I think David Tennant was like maybe 11 years old at the time, and and in this article he talks about you know that. He would like to play the doctor at one time. David Tennant is his um, acting name. It's um, I can't think of, uh, of his real name, but it's under that name, and it's David Tennant. And it's interesting seeing, you know, him. Oh, McDonald. That's right. Thank you, Ramona, too. <laughs> it's uh, David. I think David McDonald. Um, it, it's it, it's that's the name, and he speaks about playing. You know, hoping to play the doctor, and he's a big Doctor Who fan. So it's literally a, a dream come true for him and i do believe that you know even once he moves on and he's no longer and we have an 11th doctor you know on the television screens i'm sure david tennant will even find time to do audio dramas and um and still you know check in from time to time and 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 do his part for doctor who and and i don't think we'll see you know the end of david tennant even after he leaves he'll still be part of the series in, in you know in a much you know smaller fashion but in some fashion yeah, I could definitely see him doing the big finish where Eccleston is like, no, I did one season, that's done. I could see, I mean, he, he's already had history with big finish playing other roles. I don't see why he would hesitate at playing the 10th Doctor in a big finish production if they get the rights to it. Yeah, I, I think his only hesitation may be schedule and time. And, you know, if he can, if it can fit into his schedule, he'll probably do it. If not, you know, obviously work commitments, you know, whatever the current project is, we'll have to take precedence. But uh, I don't think he will turn his back on the series. Um, you know, I, I think he'll still be engaged in it in, in one way or the other. Yeah, which is a good thing. Which, I mean, that's as fans, I think we all like to see is that just because you've stopped the role on television, you, you're not just ignoring the, the character and persona that you made while, you're, while you were there. Well, also in the UK, especially, there are um, a whole generation of youth now that associate him as the doctor. You know, he's, you know, he's once he does leave, it will be he will have three or maybe four years under his belt as the doctor. So 
uh, for these people, he will always, you know, they'll always have that association as he is the doctor and, and you know, until whoever the 11th doctor is, you know, in a sense, fills his shoes with certain respect and becomes the doctor, the current doctor, he will always be the doctor for these yeah, and, uh, and like many of the past ones, as you said, Lewis, I think he'll relish it. He'll go to conventions. He'll do what he has time to do. Yes. Uh, uh, we do have Romana 2 in the queue, so I, um, and, and we're pushing the time here. So I want to get to Romana, and then we're going to close up. So thank you so much, Russell. I'm, I'm glad you were able to get through to talk to you and be part of the show once again. Yeah, I, it's always great to talk to you, Lewis, and thankfully uh, technology has solved the issue itself for me, so great for that. All right, Ramon or two, I'm glad uh, you had some technical snafus yourself. I'm glad you're, that's worked yeah. out and you're here on the show with us. You can hear me? Yes. Yes, fabulous. Yes, some really first talk shoe wasn't, shoe phone wasn't working, then Skype wasn't working, then I couldn't get Gizmo to work, but now I'm finally here. Yay! Yay! So, <laughs> <laughs> Waking up from an adapting time and figuring out what to this show for ages. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to so, play my little piece here and then I'll probably be done. Hello? What's your take on David Tennant, the 10th Doctor? Okay. Um, I'm normally not the best at expressing my thoughts into words, but I'm going to make a real effort here. So I will say this first before I beat the fangirl in me, Alpha Mystic, regarding Dr. Hoddy. The man is just plain gorgeous, and I've had many fun times with my friends regarding this fact. Okay, so now that fangirl Ramona is knocked out, I will go on. Alrighty. David was my first Doctor. I had seen a few episodes of the fifth and the seventh Doctor here and there beforehand. But I didn't really become a Doctor Who fan until I first saw David as the Doctor. And I think I related a bit of this last time, but I came to Doctor Who halfway through Series 2 by attending my um, local meeting of the Doctor Who Fan Club of Australia, which I originally only attended in order to meet my friend's then boyfriend, but I've now been a member and attending every meeting for the last two years now. And um, the first episode I ever saw was Rise of the Cybermen, um, sitting in a handful with a handful of my bestest friends and a crowd of people in a tiny little sports bar in Sydney watching it on a big screen. Best way to watch Doctor Who ever, in my line. Um, after Rise of the Cyberman, that, the day went on, and then we watched six through to nine, I think, and even had a play with a homemade Dalek that someone had brought along. Um, I was hooked from then on, and a number of elements in the story really hooked me, but it was watching David as the Doctor that really sucked me into the show. And the universe itself, and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be sitting here talking on a live podcast at 5am in the morning before I go to work. <laughs> so, um, yes, he's my favourite Doctor. I can say that. I uh, love his portrayal of the character, but I also love him as an actor. And I've since watched many of his other projects, such as um, Blackpool and Casanova. They're great shows. And um, he has an amazing a range of acting ability. And no matter if the story itself isn't the greatest and a few stories in season two come to mind. Um, watching David playing the Doctor is makes every episode a pleasure to watch. Yes. Um, the stories from season two and three themselves, um, minus a few exceptions, have all been fantastic and bigger than better than series one, the new series. Not to say that any of those stories are bad. I just found myself watching series two and series three stories again and again more often. 
and um, supporting characters during Ten's time. Martha has been fantastic, whereas Rose never really grew on me, I can say. Uh, I love Martha, and Johnson as the Martha with this brilliant um, favourite story would be. Rise of Cybermen Age of Steel for two nostalgic reasons. Um, Girl in the Fireplace, season two finale, Human Nature, Family Blood, series three finale. And yeah, so um, never in my life have I cried during watching a piece of drama, yet during the time watching Doctor Who and specifically series two and three, I've shed a tear on more than one stories. Yes, so I am really looking forward to series four and beyond. And I know I will be devastated when he decides to leave the role, but I believe his era as the Doctor has been quite long and overall been absolutely brilliant. And that's it for me. I could go on and on, but I think I've said it all and anything else will just be fangirl Ramona rambling on. So that's me over and out. Thanks, boys. <laughs> well, Sam, thank you so much. I just remind everyone, you're calling from Australia, isn't that right? Yes, yes, Sydney, to be precise. Sydney. How is it there? now 6.30 in the morning. It's uh, summer there, isn't it? <laughs> Louis, yes, have, it we, is have we had a story where the doctor's been in Australia? I can't remember. Can, can I you offer? No, I don't, don't think, think so. so. Didn't I he think pick that's Tegan a... up from Australia? No. I, I think that's that about time he went there, then. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to I was going to mention something. Yeah, no, it is summer here at the moment, but it doesn't feel like summer. It feels more like an English summer at the moment. It's been like 20 degrees like every day. I don't know what Fahrenheit that is. But, yeah, it's usually like in the 30s over here in summer, and it's like... That's uh, Celsius for those... Jackets um, all of last week, which is unheard of for Australia in February. So, yeah. It's reminding those in the U.S. that that's Celsius. Yeah, Celsius. It's been 20 degrees Celsius nearly every day, and that's just insane for summer over here. But anyway... Well, hopefully it will warm up, and um, so um, hopefully, yeah. Uh, so I, I know I think I asked you once before, and I'm trying to remember yeah. what um, you have a time frame on ABC when they're getting um, well, they, they've already shown series three, right? So yeah, it's they're just, showing series three. Yeah, it's it's over and done with. I think August last. So week. it's just a, a matter of when they might get start yeah. showing episodes of series four, but. Mm. The yeah, internet and, is um, your friend in the meantime. Two. Yeah, Series 2 was finished on the UK TV as well, just then, just the other week as well. They showed Doomsday on last Tuesday night, I think. So I don't think they're showing Series in free yet because I haven't looked at oh, the right. TV guide and it was anywhere to see, be seen. So that's it. No more Doctor Who in Australia anymore. Alas. Oh, well. Oh. I've always got my meetings to look forward to, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Sam, and um, Ramana, too. And no worries. Look forward to uh, seeing you next time. Yes, yes. whenever that may be. Yeah, we'll, we'll schedule yeah. a show. Okay. Um, it, it'll probably be, it, it may not be in two weeks. It may be in three, but we'll, um, only because, uh, n- well, obviously next week we're doing a live show. at. Um, it won't be live. Well, I, I also should remind everyone to keep... Um, Keep looking at our website, thegallifrandembassy.org or podshock.net. And um, if it is possible to do a live over the internet show via TalkShoe, uh, it might be an abbreviated show or something. One of the evenings um, at Gallifrey, maybe we can put something, whip up something and um, do it then. 
it's just a matter of having internet access and, and, and doing it. Thank you again, Ramona, too. Here's. No worries, yeah, Thank boys. you. All right, well, um, I think we did lose Ken, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure if he was here, he would send his regards and express how much he's looking forward to next week at um, Gallifrey 2008, and that's in L.A. at the Marriott Hotel, February 15th to the 17th. And we encourage everyone that, that can make it to go. If you can't, again, we'll try to bring you the show the best possible that we can uh, via our podcast and our website. So um, keep your eyeballs on the website. Keep your ears on uh, our feeds, and uh, we'll be in touch. Dave, thank you so much once again. You did a splendid job in, um, in hosting our show, and I'm always appreciative of that. Thank you. Just to remind everyone, in about six weeks or so, the new series will be on the, transmitting on the BBC, and we'll be covering, you know, once again, the, each episode, reviewing them live via broadcast, you know, that weekend, that Sunday, uh, immediately following the um, Saturday broadcast. So, uh, you know, we'll be all back on a weekly schedule for that for live shows when the new series starts. All right. right. Well, thanks once again, everyone, uh, for everyone that's going next week. We'll see you there. Be sure to say hi. And, um, you know, for those that are out, we'll bring you the best end of the, the essence of the show. So until then, cheers, everyone. You've been listening to Doctor Who Podshock live by the fanrun GallifreyNimbacy.org and presented by Outpost Gallifrey at Gallifrey1.com. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Come back next week for another exciting and informative episode of Doctor Who Podshock. You can email us at feedback at podshock.net. The opening theme was by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com I'm not just a time lord I'm the last of the time lords Jason Carter greeting you from the sci-fi world. Join me and my sci-fi associates at JumpCon, your non-typical convention. Check out the times and ticket info at jumpcon.com.